I ended up losing. I told Tiger, I was like, I, my putting was terrible. Like, it was awful. I told him I lost anyway. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. He goes, your first club championship, man. You know, you're going to learn. That's, that's golf. You know, that's what you got to do. You always get better. I was like, oh, cheers. I was like, you know, I actually, I, I had nine three puts and a four put. And I lost it by three shots. And he looks at me and he goes, fuck, dude, that's a lot of putts. <laughs> I'm sorry, that coffee's going down. <laughs> that is a lot of us, man. Holy shit. God. <laughs> Welcome back to the Golfer's Journal podcast presented by Titleist, the number one ball in golf. My name's Tom Coyne, and right off the top, huge thank you to Titleist and to all our sponsors who made our recent Broken T2, man, one of the best days I've had in golf, I know. We'll subtract that one hour of rain we won't talk about. Uh, but this was, you know, aside from that, really a favorite golf event. And I've been to a couple, but this one, with so many of our members there, I mean, two courses full, and so many members of the Golfers Journal staff there at Baltimore Country Club, flying out from California, coming up from Florida. I mean, there was a moment at dinner when I sort of just looked around and thought, this is just so cool, uh, what the Golfers Journal has become. It's just an awesome thing. Uh, we call it, you know, the Broken Tea Society, but it's just felt like a room full of 150 friends. And I don't know about you, but I don't really make 150 friends. If you said, hey, bring 150 people to your birthday party, I'd probably get stumped around a dozen. But I just felt like really grateful that looking around and just saying this is this is really special. And that's because of the listeners and the subscribers. So thank you so much for making the Broken Tea Society, what it is. Uh, and thank you as well to partners like Titleist, who were there at Baltimore Country Club before dawn, where balls were being struck on a lit driving range so we could get our first round going at 8 a.m. So it was uh, hitting, it was warming up in the dark. Uh, but under the lights, folks got to test out the TSR technology and the driver and try out the fairway woods. And not only that, then Titleist gives away a full links and Kings bag of Titleist TSR swag, which was very cool, but really just the tip of the iceberg for the tea gifts because this one, wow, we really went went all out here. You got to pick your favorite Oakleys, then scan a QR code and pick an entire outfit from FootJoy and their new Thermo series that you customized on your phone, and then you know gets shipped to you. Pretty cool. And then you know if you happen to win, uh, how about this? I mean BMW not only put up an X7 for our hole in one prize which still belongs to BMW, but we'll give it another go next year or in another Golfer's Journal event. But they also donated a trip to Pinehurst for our winners uh, who are also getting a full set of TSR Woods. And then there were Vokey Wedges and Scotties for second and third place. So a uh, huge shout out to Foster and Tim who worked tirelessly on all our events, uh, but really pulled off one for the ages. And thank you, Baltimore Country Club, the history there from hosting majors, uh, more USGA championships on the way. Uh, we hope to come back. It is a Tilly masterpiece with two really distinct golf courses. Very cool. The Five Farms campus is about, um, I don't know, is about as charming as a golf clubhouse gets. And the welcome was exceptional. So we hope we are back soon. But today, living in the now here, a really fun conversation during which you're going to hear from the likes of Tiger Woods, Ian Poulter, Dustin Johnson, hey, even some Greg Norman. All brought to you by the massively talented comedian and sketch artist, Connor Moore. In just a few years, Connor's become one of the best-known voices and faces on golf YouTube and social media, though you might not know his actual voice, which you will get to hear today. And while he's going to share some of his impressions for us, 
We get the chance here to discuss his fascinating journey and the day he quit his desk job and said, you know what, I'm going to try something else. So it's a very relatable dream and it's it's got an inspiring outcome as well uh, as he's gone on to host his own sketch show on the Golf Channel and is doing commercials with the likes of Tiger himself. Not bad from an okay golfer from the middle of Ireland. So thanks again for tuning in and supporting what we do at the Golfer's Journal. Remember, if you, we, if you want to be part of things like the golf we just experienced at Baltimore Country Club with an events calendar that just continues to grow and expand to exciting new venues, you have to join. You have to subscribe. Uh, it was kind of funny. The other day, an acquaintance was asking about, he said, what's the bro- this Broken Tea Society? And I was explaining, well, it's, you know, you're a member of the Golfer's Journal. You're a subscriber. And I was telling him about the things that you get and the places that we, we go and, and the events that we have. And he asked, okay, what's it, what's the initiation? What's the cost? And uh, I said, no, you just subscribe. You know, here's the prices for the subscription. And uh, and he kind of laughed like, wow, that's that's a lot uh, that you get. And that, made, uh, that makes our heart feel good at the Golfer's Journal because our main focus at the Golfer's Journal is quality in everything we do. And also that we are always increasing membership value. So thanks to the brands that help us do that. And they are Titleist, Footjoy, Link Soul, Oakley, Links and Kings, Scotty Cameron, Charles Schwab, and BMW. And now let's turn it over to Connor Moore and hear how he is making quite the life for himself by being someone else. Welcome back to the Golfer's Journal podcast, presented by Titleist, the number one ball in golf. <laughs> I need to work on my Tom coin. I'll be honest. I need to work on that one. It was solid. It was solid. Quite solid. You know what I think is interesting? So, Connor, um, here with Connor Moore, uh, great accomplished comedian and uh, impressionist. Do you feel like you have an accent? Do you feel like I have an accent or you have an accent? You know, because when I think of my own voice, I think, okay, I have a, this flat way of speaking and everyone else has an accent. Um, how do you hear it? Uh, would you believe I actually don't think I have an accent. I always believed <sighs> I didn't have an accent because I'm from the very middle of Ireland. Right. And I, I do. I genuinely believe this stands to benefit me in a massive way. Uh, because I'm from the middle of Ireland and obviously you've traveled the length and breadth of this country. There's some very quirky accents in Ireland. Yes. And in yes. the middle, it's very flat. Like, well, how, how's it going? Kind of, you know, there's, to me, like to, to us, we call our accent a flat accent. So I find it easy then to do American people or UK people. That's why I kind of, I don't fear. Not that I don't fear. You never know someone could come along and like just be able to do all the voices better than you. But I kind of think that person may have to be Irish. Because right. I find when other people try to do an Irish accent, I'm like, nah. <laughs> right. It is tough. Yeah. And what it, like you said, what's interesting is that, you know, whether it be, and golfers would know it, say like, hey, hey, Rory sounds different than uh, Padraig Harrington or whatever. You know, that there are these regional accents. Like if every county almost has a different way of speaking. And in my travels, it's been fun to sort of like, oh, I think I can almost, like I can certainly tell if someone's from Dublin. I can tell if they're from the north. Um Cork is a tough one. 
they go. How, how's it going there, boy? You know, you yeah, going on there at the yeah. Cork. You be going on there, you know. There's no real golfers down in Cork. No, no famous ones. I don't think like real big ones. But sure, when you look at like Shane Lowry is like he grew up an hour from Podrick Harrington, and Lowry has a kind of little bit of an accent like me, where it's kind of really flat like that there. You know, and I'm just delighted to get out there and play. And then one hour away, you Podrick, and it's like, eh, well, how's it going? You know, it's great. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, delighted. You know, it's been a great year for me, Seth and Shane, winning all around the place. It's it's stunning. The diversity in accents in Ireland. It really is. So you're doing a lot of accents. You're doing a lot of accents, a lot of impressions now. A live show. Uh, you just came off doing. How many shows did you do? Uh, I did a run of. We did six shows. I have another another 13 or 15 or something to do, but I'm doing them in February. It's just kind of work is so busy because I work in so many different games. You got soccer, Formula One, you got golf. They're the three big yeah. ones, but then you do like the Irish stuff. Um, you know, I do some horse racing. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to start doing some rugby. Like I, I kind of am a sports nut. So like for me, it's just, if I'm interested in a sport, I'm going to like do the guys in it because in a way, like I kind of look at like what I do, like it's a little bit like jur- journalism. You're kind of telling a story, but you're putting your own take on something that's happening, like in a yeah. quirky, stupid way or whatever. But um, yeah, doing the live shows, I I started off doing GA impersonations. That's how I got into this game. And when I was doing the impersonations in Ireland, I don't know, after about a year and a half, I started doing soccer. Then I started doing um, golf. But I've always kept doing some Irish stuff throughout the years. And... You know, I've been doing this six years and there's so many people in the country that never saw me live because most of my live things are like I do golf gigs or, you know, something in England with soccer um, Mm. or you do corporate stuff in Ireland. So like you kind of don't get to the masses. So it was it was incredibly humbling and unbelievably enjoyable. So I I didn't even feel pressured. Like when I'm doing a gig, I always feel pressure. I'm always nervous. And Mm. I was then doing gigs here and it was there was a thousand people. And you're backstage and everyone's like, and what were you like? And I'm like, unbelievably calm. I was like, wow. for the first time in my life, when I'm walking on stage, everybody out there has bought a ticket because they already like what I do. So that kind of, I don't know, it just, it took a lot of pressure off me because many times, like if I'm doing a gig in America and it's, you know, a, a golf gig, you're walking out there. And yeah, a lot of people do know you, especially now at the start, like, you know, everyone was kind of looking at you going, who's this guy? you know, this better be funny, you know, but like, there's still, you know, an awful lot of people that will not know you. So you kind of feel like, all right, I got to win them over quick. So you start doing your best guys. I always start with Poulter when I'm doing uh, live shows. Cause he always gets a good laugh. So for the first word out of my mouth in every gig is, Oh, well, you know, what an honor it is. Few people have me here today. And it just goes from there. He's like, you know, the way in the Ryder cup, they put out your, but you put out your best guy first. I throw Poulter yeah. out first so that I win the audience over while right. here, in Ireland, like I probably didn't start with one of my best ones and it still got a good reaction. And it was just kind of, I was a lot more comfortable with the crowd, but it was like, yeah, it was incredibly cool. Like it was, you know, six years and it, yeah, it was kind of cool to see all the faces and some people that have followed you on social media that have wrote to you like so many times and then they show up at the gig and it was like, you know, first time meeting them. That's awesome, man. Good for you. Uh, that's, that's really exciting. How does so you started with GAA, right? So mm. for folks that aren't familiar, the the um the Irish sports of hurling and Gaelic football. Uh, that how did be, how did you describe it in the book? Was it a what was this? Oh, what did I call it? A cross of um 
there was three things in it, and one of them was martial arts, I think, or something. Or <laughs> yeah, it was like field hockey, martial arts, cra- and basketball, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah or soccer, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, and they're they're brilliant, brilliant games to watch. Of course, as Americans, we don't get the chance to you know really see it. And if you were yeah. so, you were doing voices from you know the coaches and the players, I imagine. More like the pundits, you know, like the Charles Barkley okay. guys, the guys that yeah, we commentate, yeah. and and then some of the managers, a lot of the players, um, and it's the same even like with my Premier League stuff. Um, a lot of like players and stuff are kind of micromanaged when it comes to the media nowadays. So like they're told what to say, and it's pretty much everyone's the same thing. Like we played well today, but like you know, thank you for player of the match, but couldn't have done it without my teammates. This is a team game, blah 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 blah. So, like, they don't really give you much these days. So, a lot of the guys I'm doing is pundits. And that's what's great about golf and also Formula One is that, like, the camera is in the face of these guys as soon as they leave the 18th hole or whatever or before the, the round. And you get them in a variety of different emotions. So, like, they're obviously not – most people lose when they play golf. Only one guy gets to win it being right. an individual sport. So, like, one guy is happy and then everybody else. Some guys are happy they played well and then some guys are – you know, frustrated. So you get to see the real people a lot more, I think, in golf and Formula One than you probably do in soccer. There's this kind of mystique around footballers, while with golfers, it's like you kind of feel like you know them. That's a good point. Now, mm. have you always been doing impressions? You know, does this go back to like, did you do impressions of your teachers and headmaster or whatever? I mean, has this always been sort of your thing? kind of like yes and no when I was really young I started doing them there was these guys in Ireland called Apre Match and they would come on after the soccer games it was three guys and they would just sit in the chairs and it was so funny my dad bought the DVD when he was like or when it was I don't know maybe 97 or something 96 I was about 8 or 9 and I watched that and I was like looking at my dad laughing at this so I thought it must be brilliant so I started like mimicking the mimics sort of and when I, I don't know, for four or five years, then I, w- I would do them at school only to like one or two friends, really, you know, I wouldn't really have been known as the guy that can take everybody off. And then when I was in my GA club, I used to take off my uncle and he uh, like my uncle has this. He's a he's, he's one of these kind of old school tough guys. And on the sideline, he's always involved in sort of arguments and stuff. And his nose has been broken, I think, about 18 times. So his ac- it's really easy to do. And it's like, Jesus, you know what I'm telling you? We're going to win today, guys. Come on. And everyone used to love when I did it. So he was like the only guy I did for a couple of years. And then, I don't know, I didn't do them for an awful long time. And I think it was, you know, it was like 2016. I had seen like Facebook and Twitter and these things. These people were popping up, these comedians. And they were like, just no one had heard of them before, but they now had a kind of platform to like put their content out. And I was working, I did finance, got really bored doing finance. Then I went into sales and I actually kind of liked sales because it was exciting, but it was like tough. Like no sales job is easy, you know, especially when you work for commission. And I was sitting there at the computer one day and I was like, you know, what could I do? Like that could like, you know, I could go traveling and I could do this. And, you know, I, 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 you know, a job that I didn't have to go and do nine to five, let's say. And I remember one day it just came into my head. I was like, you know, you, you were good at impressions. Why don't you do impressions? And this was in my head for a couple of months and I never did it. And then all of a sudden there was a, like, not to stereotype the GA after what we just said, but there was a big fight in a GA game. And we were playing this. We were playing actually the team that my mum is from, her parish. 
and a, a fight broke out just before the end of the game. And these pictures were taken. And now when I say fight, I'm exaggerating. It was more like pushing and shoving and stuff and lads kind of grabbing each other and all this kind of thing. But there was just really funny picture where there was like maybe 10 of those players. And then there was just this picture and it had me, my cousin and my uncle in it. And kind of this was the picture. So people were sending this and it was all a big joke. And everyone was like, oh, look at this. Oh, you're at it and blah, blah, blah. And we all thought we were, get, we all thought we were getting into trouble. And then lo and behold, they, they watched the video back or whatever. And they were like, no, there's no suspension. Nothing really happened. Like the pictures looked a lot worse than what actually was going on. Like I say, it was pushing and shoving. So I thought, all right, I'm going to do a video on that. So I did this video just of all these celebrities talking about the picture and like how terrible it was and all this kind of stuff. And then I sent it into the WhatsApp group just for a laugh there on a Saturday night. We were having a few drinks and all my mates were like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Like, why don't you put that on the internet? And the next day I threw, I threw up a similar video the next day on the internet, but I kind of talked about a more national issue because at the end of the day, only so many people were going to care about like this pushing and shoving in a local GA game. But if I talked about the GA championship, it would get more eyeballs. So the video went out, I think the next day and it got like 60,000 hits and I, I was walking around Dublin thinking, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. Even though nobody was looking at me, it was only 60,000 hits. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so it literally overnight, it just kind of kicked off from there. I just started making, I quit my job and walked in, handed in my notice. And I said, right, I'm going to give this six months and learn off a couple of soccer guys and do the GA stuff and see where it goes. And within four months then, I think it was, yeah, it was uh, nearly five months. I got a job then with a company back here. And then that was the start of it, really. Good for you. Just going for it. Just saying, hey, I mean, gosh, how many people sit around thinking, what else could I do? And uh, and you just went for it. That's fantastic. Now, hey, what, yeah. so when you're talking about your local team, so you're from Mullingar? Yeah. Right yeah, in the so middle of My local of team is Mullingar Shamrocks, yeah. Right in the middle of Ireland. All right. Are you talking about football or hurling? What's, this, what's the game? Off football, I wasn't tough enough to play hurling. I'm small. I'm too small for that. Right. <laughs> well, it's always interesting. You know, some counties are hurling counties and others are... Or, yeah, or we're kind of like more football. I'd say we're 60-40 in football. Some counties are like down the middle and then some counties like a lot more counties are way more focused on football than hurling because hurling's right. just more difficult. Yeah. So you've yeah. got your little Kennys and your tips and stuff like that in the hurling and Cork are probably yeah. one of the big ones where it's down the middle. If they only had a football team they'd probably be winning the All-Ireland every year or if they only had uh, did the football or if they only had a hurling team they'd be winning all the time but it's kind of like they're splitting the resources down the middle. Um, oh, right. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doing the impressions. So you say, all right, I'm going to do the impressions. This is going to be my thing. What's the process like? Uh, you know, how long does it take? How do you study? How do you get into, you know, is it sort of like method acting where you sort of become the, you know, you become Ian Poulter? <laughs> how does it work for you? Uh, it's like there's different stages to it. Um, the one stage for me is like at the start, you just watch a video after video after video. It's like just you're watching the same video. And it was like when I was doing Tiger, for instance. Sometimes it could take me, I could do Podrick within two days, you know? Uh, you know, it's pretty easy, you know, because it's kind of like it's a bit more of a caricature. Um, Tiger, I couldn't get Tiger for so long. Like, And when I was doing my first video, I made the decision at Christmas to do a video for the Masters in 2018. And so I worked on it from January right through to the start of April. And one week before the video was to go out, like I couldn't do Tiger. I gave up on it. And it was just my brother who lives in New York was like, 
yeah, the video is going to be good. Like, cause I, cause I was thinking like, oh, no one's ever seen this in golf before. Like, this will be a big surprise. Put it out the week of the masters. And like people around me were like, yeah, yeah, great idea. But then my brother was like, if you can get tiger, you will win America. He's like, you need to get tiger. <laughs> and I'm like, but I don't have any time because of all these other guys to work on. Cause I was trying to make everybody better and better. And he goes, stop doing everybody else. And just listen to tiger. And I spent, on four or five days where woke up in the morning, had these earphones in, tiger, tiger, tiger. And I remember like I was lying in a, I was lying, I think I was in my mother's house at the time. I was lying back on the couch and I had the phone on my face. And I think it was, I don't know what video, but he had said, uh, <clears throat> he goes, well, I thought I played well. You know, I putted well and, you know, but obviously my back is a little bit stiff, you know, and the conditions are pretty tough out there. But, uh, you know, I, I feel good feel good and it was just a couple of words there it was like well good tough and i was like so those three words i was like oh tough and i kind of do something with his jawline or something like he whatever he, it's very stoic and stuff and a lot of it like is watching how their mouth moves um so yeah i just felt that i got him then and i was like all right i just got to get those words into it and i can get him better and better and better as it goes along but um yeah, I think my first lines with him were like, yeah, conditions are really tough out there. and uh, But I thought I played well. Yeah, I put it well. Uh, yeah, man, it feels good. And it literally, and that was it. But yeah, it, 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 the process, it takes it takes, it takes takes as long as it takes. Some guys, like for, I'm trying to do Greg Norman at the minute. And uh, I'll give you a taste hard. of my Greg Norman. It's terrible. And I'm trying and I'm trying and I've been trying for a long time and I just don't want to give up on it because there's too much content there. Yeah. It's like, if I can get Greg, it's like, you're ringing everybody, you know, yeah, you do with the PGA tour, you know, you got to get out there. I think live is, you know, it's, we're going to do well, you know, and like, it's, it's just not, it's not good enough to put on the internet. And, but I, I'm literally like, I walk around with these earphones, like I'm walking around Dublin and stuff. And the only person in my earphones at the minute is Greg Norman. I just, I just want to get oh. him because I'm like, I can have so much fun with this, you know? Oh yeah. Well, God bless you for <laughs> walking around, listening to Greg Norman Greg all day. Norman. Are you, yeah, right? um, Even I'm brainwashed now. I'm thinking about growing the game. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, no, this is a great idea. Um, so, the uh, are you trained? And were you were you into drama acting? I mean, because this is what you're doing is you know you're taking on. It's not. It's a it's a blend of you know doing the comedy and the sort of perform the com comedic performance, but you're also taking on a character each time you and and the fact that you can move between them pretty quickly. Um, is, is there any sort of, is that in your background at all? Uh, you know, it's again, a kind of a yes and a no, not publicly, but within my own house. Um, yeah. I was the kind of guy that like would get up and do an act and I would take off the, I don't know, the local Irish comedian or something, or like Pat Short was a big guy when I was growing up here. Um, the Unbelievables. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but, um, yeah. So yeah, I would take them off at Christmas in front of everybody, make everybody laugh. But again, probably just didn't have the confidence then to do it outside of that. I was too busy playing sports and trying to be cool maybe. But uh, so it kind of does, it makes me think sometimes I'm like, God, there's got to be so many people out there to have a talent like within a household. But just it's like, no, they don't want to like do it in front of people. And, you know, it's amazing the kind of amount of talent, talented people that may be out there to have something to give people and just it doesn't happen. Well, I think there's an interesting and there's there's a long standing history of great Irish comedians uh, and not just uh, not so much. 
I don't want to call it stand-up because there's a real sort of narrative element to Irish comedy, I've found. Great storytellers, Dave Allen, Brendan Grace. I mean, there's a long, long list of um, uh, of great uh, people who could just really weave uh, where there was, it was more to it than just the punchline, you know, that, that could really yeah. uh, tell stories that you're just hanging on every word and then, and then it's, and then it's hilarious. And I mean, that's what you're doing, I think as well. I mean, you're, do you feel yourself caring like as part of that tradition or carrying forth something that's, uh, uh, that's part of being Irish? Uh, yeah. The more I do it, the more you kind of think a little bit deeper about it. Um, like I wouldn't like maybe too, if you asked me that two years ago, I would have been like, no, nah, I just, I'm just doing whatever I'm doing kind of thing. And, um, but I suppose I would have nearly, if someone said to me, oh, you're a comedian, I would have been like, nah, don't insult comedians. Like I'm, I like when I go on stage, like I'm armed with like a voice and I can do these voices or whatever. And people kind of just laugh at that. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I made a point at the start of when I was, um, set up these pages, like to call myself Connor sketches, and not like Connor's impersonations or something. Mm -hmm. Because the impersonation's only so funny when you hear it the first and second time, or maybe the third time even. But after that, then it's like, you know, that's why like I probably do like less content in each sport, like, because I don't want to overdo it. Like, I, I think you can be oversaturated and like, you know, I like to just hit things when they're topical. And that's why like having something like, like Greg Norman in your locker right now is like, great because it's funny most of my guys are going to live most of the guys i do like literally I, i've been laughing watching the names go and i'm like there's all there's all my guys gone and i'm over uh on the the well working with the golf channel on the pga tour side sort of and everybody's just drifting off of me and i'm like i better start learning off some new guys but it's not that easy like because the guy's got to give you something you gotta and then some guys you can't do i was gonna ask you about that it is kind of funny how your roster uh, you know, just watching your videos the last couple of days. Uh, is it just coincidence that they all went, <laughs> that they all went to live? Um, yeah, I was laughing. So I, guess, I was I, like, yeah, all the interesting guys. <laughs> right. It, I guess it puts you in a, a bit of a spot um, uh, in doing the voices. Um, maybe you could tell us how some of those guys are doing over there. How does Ian Poulter like, like golf over at live? Well, I've got to say, mate, it's been, uh, it's been incredible, you know, Greg, he's been so nice to me. I mean, he's like, he's he's like the son I never had, really, Greg, isn't he? He's just a great guy. But uh, yeah, I came, I think I came 12th in the last tournament, won $8 million. Next day, I ended up, I injured my neck. Uh, yeah, I popped my neck. I, uh, I just popped it, looking up at my bank account. It just went pop. But uh, yeah, it's been pretty good, mate. I love it. They say money can't buy happiness, but it sure makes being miserable a lot more bearable. I can tell you that, mate. <laughs> and what about um another uh another big name to go over to live sergio was it has had an interesting uh live role uh in his text with with sharky uh and his concern about was it kind of interesting would, would players get banned or whatever but he seems to be getting on with it yeah listen you know i you know i uh, you know i I love the PGA Tour. I really did. You know, I love the European Tour. And uh, I never, I wouldn't leave for nothing, man. But then, you know, I was offered $50 million and that was it. I was like, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> so I just bounced over. It was great, man. But it just frustrates me. People try to make me out to be some sort of psychopath, man. And that's just not how I am, you know. 
you know, but everyone's against me, you know, at the end of it. And I'm, you know, I'm just a nice guy. I don't want to, but I tell you, I get very, very angry, Tom, when I hear all these stuff about me. And it's just like, sorry, Tom, I just lose, lose the plot sometimes. Okay. Um, those are the fantastic. Are you, do you find, is it easy to do Rory? Um, he's been, become the voice of, you were saying, you know, being an Irish, um, an Irishman yourself. Um, though he's got, you know, from a different part of the country, he's become a big voice on the, on the tour now, of course. And, um, was just today talking about, or today was being quoted as talking about, uh, bringing, you know, the two sides together and trying to find some sort of middle ground, uh, so that this sort of, uh, that this can only go on for so long and they should, they should get together and talk. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think that's what we have to do. Um, you know, I think at this point for me, I don't want to be focusing on that. I just want to focus on winning majors. It's all I want to do. And, you know, I thought, you know, this year I, I look at the positives of this year, Tom, to be honest with you, you know, I look at, you know, I thought I played well at the masters, you know, I didn't win, you know, I thought I played well at the PGA. I, I didn't win. I thought I played, you know, well at the US Open, I didn't win. And, you know, I thought I played really well at the Open and I didn't win. So um I've been pretty consistent this year, I have to say. And I'm really excited for what's gonna come. Hopefully the live guys will come back and uh, you know, I can beat the crap out of them. <laughs> but Rory's become like the voice of reason in golf. Um He really has. He's yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a strange one. The live one like I don't begrudge anybody going over there, taking the money and stuff. I do anything I like really don't like about it. I just don't like what it's doing to golf because I think like the people that are losing out here are me and you, the fans, like the people I like to turn the golf on on a Sunday. And it's like, you know, I'm flicking between stations now and the fields aren't as strong. It's uh, it's weird. It is weird. Your golf. Are you now you said your sports crazy. How much golf do you play? Where do you play it? Uh, you know, when I'm not busy, We've I all like, seen your I have swing because this... we saw the Tiger commercial. So we all yeah. know that you do. Um, you do have a pretty good move there. Yeah, yeah, you know, I see. I have this thing where I have got what they call an Instagram swing, and I've got an incredibly good finish. Uh, my finish is impeccable. It's really brilliant, um, and I've worked on it. I've worked on it. Hitting the ball is my problem. Um, I play off fourteen point nine, uh, right. fifteen. Which is like, which is like average or whatever, but it's it's funny. Like, I got your book a couple of weeks ago. Now this has been in my head for a long time, and I keep saying I'm going to do it. And only recently I like hired, uh, like uh, a guy to work for me and stuff, so I could free myself up to do more things because people expect me to be brilliant at golf because I work in golf. But that's like nearly people expect me to be a brilliant soccer player because now, although I am, I was, I was a handy little soccer player. I was, I was decent. Um, and I was, I was good at like uh, Gaelic football. I was good enough. So like golf, I'm pretty coordinated. I'm lucky. I'm, I was kind of like, I'm diminutive and coordinated if you, for want of a better word. So like I, I was all, as soon as I swung a club, I looked like I could play golf, but my game just hasn't come together in a way. Like it's just so erratic. And, I literally promised myself, I'm like, right, this is it. I'm I'm getting to single figures. I want to be able to just go to a pro-am, go to any course and enjoy it all the time without just spraying the ball everywhere. I love that. So yeah. you're what, gonna get a coach to help you out. Are you gonna what else are you gonna train? Are you gonna do your mental game? How you you know, that's a couple strokes to shave there, uh, to get to seventy nine. 
Oh yeah, no, everything. Uh, like 100%. See, the problem I have is like, and I've had some good guys, like good coaches give me some good tips and like even like la- like in the last few months, like my drive would usually be about 220. And today, was it today? <clears throat> yeah, today and like two weeks ago, I drove the ball 280. So I figured out, uh-huh. I had a big sway. I was swaying coming huge, off the ball. Uh, a huge game. Oh, massive. But I, I, I swear to God, and I just thought I was small and I can't hit the ball that far. But, you know, when they draw the lines at your hips and you yeah. take your shot kind of looking at your front on, like I was moving off the ball, like I was nearly a meter off that line. And then when you're trying to come back in and I was always thinking, why am I so inconsistent? But like, how do you time? Like, I'm like, I'm nearly dancing Dude. over the ball. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's the sway was that big. big. So, and it, t- it took me <laughs> so long to get rid right? of it. Like, yeah. I swear to God, it took me, and I was always wondering why I have no balance at the end. I would always nearly slip off, like when I was trying to finish, it would nearly be like a slip. You could see me like kind of grab myself. So that was huge. And then like I was coming over the top with the ball. So like most of my shots were a slice. All of a sudden I'm drawing the ball. Now I'm drawing it a bit too much now where it's like it kind of hooks on me a little bit. But like the difference in like, for instance, my eight iron would have went 130 yards. Now my eight iron goes anywhere from 150 to 160 yards. Mm. so there i'm like go. way longer uh off the tee like today i played i felt i played terrible i when i came off i was like oh my god did i shoot over 100 Um, i don't wanna, i don't want to say what i shot like because it's going to be all in the video i didn't break 80 um mm-hmm. but i was surprised like at i just my putting is just terrible it is so bad like my, my putting so bad actually i tell you a good one Tiger asked me the same question when we when we met. We were doing the ad. He was like, "So, dude, what's your golf game like?" And I was like, uh, "You know, I, I was like I, before this year, I didn't really play much golf. I would play like like once, twice every year with my kind of Irish GA friends." And I was I explained to him what GA was and everything. Um, and I told him, I says, "Would you believe my club championship is the captain's prize?" And this year, my dad was the captain, and I started playing golf like pretty consistently. Only this year, and. I was finding a bit of form anyway, uh, coming into the captain's prize. It's played over two weekends and I'm sitting there telling Tiger this story anyway. And I was like, my, it was my dad's captain's prize on a Sunday morning. I'm out drinking on the Saturday night. I wake up like dying Sunday morning, like really badly hungover. Look at my watch. I'm like, oh my God, I'm late for my dad's captain's prize. Throw the clubs into the car. I drive out like a maniac, get out there, throw the clubs up. My dad's looking at me. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm like, I, I got stuck in town. It was like, I was like, I was saying I got stuck behind the tractor or something crap to him or something and he's like you're an hour and a half early and i'm like huh he goes yeah you're like 90 minutes early i was like yeah of course i'm early i was like you know it's my dad's captain's price you know what i mean I was like, oh. <laughs> so for the first time in my life i went down and warmed up hit balls on the range did a bit of chipping did a bit of putting didn't know what to do like i was there for an hour and i was just all of a sudden i stood up first tee, boom i ended up shooting an 86 off 20 mm-hmm. so i shot an 86 <clears throat> so that was a net 66. So I was the leading qualifier going into the next, yeah. into the final round. It's my dad's captain's prize. I'm practicing all week. Like I'm going crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm nearly choking up talking about it. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> so I'm playing. I'm thinking like if I can just like drive the ball straight, like I'll be fine because my driving was pretty bad the first day. 86, I'm still playing. I got cut, but because I was in the same competition, I still had 20 shots. And I'm like, all I got to do is go out there and shoot like, you know, 90 and I should win this. 
and uh, I get up on the first tee and I'm going for par. I, I, oh, sorry, my drive goes right down the middle, then I go right onto the green and I'm going for a par from about eight feet and I end up just getting the yips. My hands start shaking. Uh-oh. I tree put. I ended up losing. I told Tiger, I was like, I, my putting was terrible. Like, it was awful. I told him I lost anyway. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. He goes, your first club championship, man. You know, you're going to learn. That's, that's golf. Eh? You know, that's what you got to do. You always get better. I was like, oh, cheers. I was like, you know, I actually, I, I was like, I had three, I had nine three puts and a four put, and I lost it by three shots. And he looks at me and he goes, fuck, dude, that's a lot of putts. <laughs> I'm sorry, that copy's going down. <laughs> that is a lot of putts, man. Holy shit. God. <laughs> that is a lot of putts. How was doing that commercial? Uh, how was that experience? Was that the moment? Or what's the moment where you feel like, okay, you quit your job. You're going to do this. Was there like an I've arrived moment, you know, where this is, holy shit, this is happening. Um, you know, where you feel like, oh, okay, now I, I can, I can really do this. Oh, that, that was the moment that morning meeting tiger. It was just, I don't know. It was incredible. It was the most insane thing ever. And the great thing about him was he was so nice because I, I was going in there going, I don't know, like the impression you get is that Tiger's pretty aloof and Tiger, you know, he's like, doesn't, you know, you know, when the camera's on, he just says what he has to say and he keeps going or whatever. So I was a bit nervous like that. I was thinking, I hope he's nice. He couldn't have been nicer. He even knew like about videos that I had done, like GA videos. He was asking me about stuff and he obviously had just watched the YouTube maybe that day or the night before or whatever, like to, to see what I was doing or whatever. But like, I mean, he was the coolest guy ever, man. He was so nice. And that's got to be interesting. You know, you've been doing impressions of him uh, and he's cool about it. And uh, did he, how did he think? And there's a nice moment in the commercial. Was that improv where he was like, I don't say really or whatever, how, how it closes. Was that spontaneous? Oh yeah. That wasn't supposed to be in the ad at all. And that was, uh, your mom was like, just start doing stuff to him that he does. So I was like, oh, really good and potting well. And oh man, conditions are really tough out there. And he was like, yeah, really tough. And I was like, oh, I feel really good. He was like, really good. And I was like, oh yeah, putted well. He's like, yeah, I putted well. And then I looked at him, I was like, oh man. And he goes, dude, I don't go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> And he yeah. does. Just listen to everything he does. He, he literally goes, oh, all was there. And you <sighs> went for like the, uh, you go for you went for like the sniffle too, which I didn't know that that took a little courage, because you hear guys on the tour give him a hard time that you know he he has a, or will mention that or or, uh, yeah. but you worked that like in there I, pretty well. He actually said to me, he goes, oh, "Man, I was really impressed that you knew about my allergies." I was like, "How's this guy know?" And I was like, "I had no clue you had allergies. I was just you're always like, <laughs> you know, which I actually I get it myself." And like, I kind of have them now allergies. I'm like sniffing. I'm just like back from the golf course. But like, so when he said to me, I was like, yeah, I kind of allergies too, but I had no idea he had them. Do you find now, is it a burden at all to be known as the impressions guy? Are people always asking you to do like I asked you to do today, uh, to do impressions, um, be funny, you know, uh, is there, you know, a feeling where sometimes you're like, Hey, I just want to be, just leave me alone, dude. I want to, I just want to be Connor. Yeah, do you know, uh, that, that I get asked that question a lot, and not really. People don't, especially in Ireland, a lot of people just come up and kind of punch you on the shoulder, and they're like, uh, love your stuff, and just keep walking. 
I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most of the time, that's it. Even in, like in golf and stuff. Yeah, I, I, you can sometimes meet someone who's really drunk. And don't get me wrong, like people will actually do one or two, which is like cool. You know what I mean? It's yeah. yeah you can meet the odd person that's kind of like just at you to keep going, and you could be trying to have a serious conversation. Someone's trying to like you know, make you dance or something, you know what I mean? Which can be kind of weird, but like for the most part, uh, not really at all. And if I get any, like just not enough that would ever frustrate you. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's like my friends, we were just saying this one time we were in Croatia and these people came over to our table. They're like, Oh, you're Connor Moore or whatever. And it was like, it's kind of weird. You're in a, you know, Croatia and right. people are coming right. up and it's like, Jesus. And my friends were kind of like, it's kind of weird like because you can never be famous because your job is you pretend to be people who are famous. <laughs> I was like... it's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> kind of a weird way of looking at it. But I was like, yeah, it kind of is. Like, I'm actually pretending to be famous. You know, yeah. Well, they've been coming to the shows. Your name's on the door. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't the, know how uh... many seats I'd sell in Croatia, though. <laughs> it remains to be seen. Does it come in handy? Do you have moments where, like, on the phone or something where every once in a while where it just it's it's useful to be able to talk like somebody else outside of just making somebody laugh oh yeah like if somebody like you know if someone doesn't go through your agent sometimes or something and gets through to you sort of like if i pick up the phone then i'll just be like oh yeah like I'll just talk as if I'm somebody else. I'll just put a different accent on. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll speak to Connor. Yeah. No, you're just true. You're true to his manager. Yeah. yeah I'll speak to him. Yeah. And I'll get back to you. Whatever. So then it's just like, <laughs> I've only done, I think I've only done that twice. <clears throat> and I knew the phone call was coming. So I was like, I have, I have joked. I have, I, I did ring a guy years ago, pretending to be Jose Mourinho, asking him to come to Chelsea, which was funny. Did you really? <laughs> How did that go? And like, oh, he believed it. And then all of his friends told him it wasn't Jose Mourinho. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. So you do a lot of you know, EPL. Do you, what's the bigger audience for you? Is it, I mean, the English Premier League is, is a, has a bigger viewership than golf. Alas. Um, is that is that the big game for you? Um, well, Formula One's pretty big as well. Yeah, at the minute, they're kind of all the same in different ways. Like, you know, it's like, it all depends when you do them. It's just golf. Golf is more in the public eye like four or five times a year or yeah. when there's a massive big story while soccer is just in the public eye like nearly all year except the summer. And then Formula One's kind of similar. So they're all kind of different in a sense, but you probably get more content from Formula One and soccer because of the frequency of bigger events. Mm-hmm. Golf a little bit less. So the, yeah, I mean, I was watching a lot of your videos today. Um and I don't even know who half when you're doing the, the Premier League. I know who like half the people are, um, but it's still pretty funny. Do you ever hear back from, you know? So you heard you've heard from Tiger. Um, who have you heard back from that you do impressions of, and and what's what is their take been? Has anyone ever been pissed? Not yet, but right. I've yet to meet DJ. I presume Dustin Johnson <laughs> will club me with a five iron, but uh, although everyone's favorite, like he 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 definitely one. wouldn't care. Hey man, what's going on, man? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, I don't. T- yeah, it's like people are like, "Oh, DJ wouldn't care." But I, I like, I did a gig in Pebble Beach one time, and he was right behind me at the window. Um, he wasn't in the room, and I was actually doing him at the time. And I remember everybody just started laughing, like hysterically, halfway through the impersonation, which I thought was kind of weird. 
I turned out DJ was just the window. So when I turned around, I was like, shit, I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so you're living in Dublin, playing in Mullingar. That's, do you, where do you play in Dublin? I mean, that's not that close. Um, I play in Luttrellstown, um, which is like 15 minutes from me. And then like, okay. A lot, a lot of time, I like a lot of time. I go home and I play, like, because my brother is in Mullingar, my dad's in Mullingar. I'm only like an hour away, which, like, after living in America, you realize an hour is not a long time. Growing up in Ireland, like, an hour is like it's half the day, but now it's like no, it's, I know, I know, because people will be like, oh my gosh, you've been to, you went to Rossapena or you went to Carn, like, wow, that must be. It's it they'd make it sound like you went to the moon, and uh, yeah, if you had like, to go to Carn, that is that is kind of far away. Yeah, but your whole country is the size of, it's not, I mean, yeah, yeah. The Indiana, you know, so it's like, you know, yeah, I went to Carn. it was, you know, three, four hours up there. Uh, you should go. What's your favorite course in Ireland to play? Uh, it's, my favorite course actually is Port Marnock. I love it. Yeah. I, I have one. a few. I love Doonbeg. I love La Hinch. I love Tralee. Um, like I love links, and then honestly, like my favorite course just to play is my home course, Mullingar. I just like it's, yeah. it's a really easy walk. It's very compact. It's like you put out, you walk five yards to your tee, and it's just yeah, it's it's a really nice, relaxing evening. You know, when you know when you play eighteen mm-hmm. holes, some places like you know you've played eighteen holes. You're walking off. You're like oh, like Mullingar's never like that. Yeah, no, I've heard great things. Uh... Buddy Kevin Markham has put up some pretty awesome pictures of it, and it does look, it looks pretty special. When people visit Ireland and go to Ireland to play golf, are there things that, you know, we typically go down to the southwest where a lot of the courses you named are. Um, is there something on I- an Irish trip that people miss uh, that they shouldn't miss? When we're what what should people really make sure that they see? One of your shows, I guess. I was going to say, yeah, that was actually just about to come out of my mouth. They should go see Connor Sketches live <laughs> or Connor Moore live. Um, <laughs> Are you going to do that in America? Hey, I don't know. Like, I'm talking to people about that. I, like, don't know if things are big enough yet. Like, you know, if I was going to do a live gig, the safest place to go and do it would be, like, at a PGA Tour event or something where you could get a yeah. crowd in. You know, because a lot of my stuff in America is just primarily golf. Now... You know, I, I could sit back and learn some new impressions, like, um, but again, like, I just have to be interested. Like, I have a lot of people that come to me and they want me to do this and do that. But for me, it's like, you got to be like, I've, I've got to like be because it's the content. It's the, it's the storytelling. Yeah. It's it's that it's the jokes. And sometimes they're not even jokes. They're just playing off situations. And. For me, like when I get up in the morning or I listen to like golf podcasts or football podcasts or Formula One podcasts, whatever, I nearly smile to myself thinking I'm I'm working. Like I'm just listening to this stuff mm. and this is my job. Like this is incredible. Like this is insane that like, you know, because I can still remember like getting up doing those other jobs like for years. Like I was what, 27, 28, I think when I quit my jobs. Um, so yeah, I'm like, but like, yeah, I, uh, I, I get very itchy feet, you know, and then if I get bored of something, I do something else. So who knows? I might start doing some more American stuff and maybe do an American show. And I did try to get Biden for a long time. And I couldn't get him. He was one of those I couldn't get, like, you know, because I kind of thought I had Trump. I, I have a bit of a Trump, 
you know, I do. I think it's wonderful. I think, you know, uh, Tom, great man. I know you had trouble finding Doombag, and I apologize. But you should have just took the helicopter. You should have just took the helicopter. It would have been very easy and very smart. But I'm very smart. But, um, yeah, so I was like, wow. I would have I thought it would have been cool to do like a Trump Biden thing, but I only had Trump, so I couldn't do Biden. So, but who knows? I'm always, I always say like the w- the weird thing about my job is like, let's just say in like four years, a new guy comes out of nowhere in American politics and he's small and I can do his accent really well. And he kind of looks like me all of a sudden you're on SNL, you know, that's the kind of yeah, crazy yeah. thing. If like possibly the possibility is there. Is that, so what's the long range plan? What's the, do, would you love to be, I mean, a lot of, you know, comedians um, or uh, performers, etc. cetera, um, you know, going to be presenters, uh, you know, is that something you think about? What do you, what do you look, when you look down the pipe, um, uh, where do you see yourself? Um, in terms of presenting, like I've dabbed my tone, I kind of obviously doing the show on Golf Pass is kind of a little bit presenting, but like. For sure, not, yeah. Kind of not really either because COVID hit and we didn't really do it in front of a studio audience. So I kind of didn't get that experience. But yeah, I, I always say I kind of, I, I don't really look too far forward. It's like, oh, kind of what am I doing now? And just kind of keep working hard at what I'm doing now. I actually like want to start developing more of a YouTube platform because it's like a place where you can build up your own following and have your own income from. It's like, you're not relying on like brands or certain companies like to do stuff for you that you always have that kind of safety net there. And I think that's going to be my focus in the next couple of years. Um, but uh, presenting, I definitely think if I was going to do presenting, I can only do it in Ireland because my accent is so flat and mundane. When I hear myself on American television, I'm like, oh my God, that's terrible. What do you mean? Yeah, you, yeah, sound, well, I, you, you don't sound too Irish, Irish enough or what? You, you sound, it's, it's just kind uh, of so you have flat, like, you know, yeah, there's like, there's kind of good, like, our Irish accents. And it's like, I, I find mine to be just so kind of flat. It's funny, when I did my first American TV appearance, it was at the Ryder Cup in 2018 in France. And you know Niall Horn from One Direction? Yeah. He's a big golfer. And mm-hmm. um, we're from the same town. Like, our family, our dads would have grown up together. Our mums know each other and stuff. And so I met him for a pint that evening. And he's like, I saw you on the TV, man. You did great. He goes, oh, my God, our accent is terrible. I was like, yeah. <laughs> what? That is so. Yeah, I mean, because he was saying the same thing. He goes, "I hate." Yeah, I know. I know. Most people say that they hate listening to themselves. But I don't hate listening to myself on anything Irish. Like it's kind of when I'm because I think American people per, like have great pronunciation and like are very just well spoken. And I kind of run my sentences into each other. That sometimes even when I'm doing stuff, people are like, "Slow down." We don't know what you said. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think you're unique in terms. Of, that would be for most Americans listening to, to Irish or or Scots would would say that. Um, slow down. We can't tell what you're saying, and and no, and probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a Mullingar accent and 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 most other parts. You sound Irish to us. I I promise you that, and 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 we like your accent. Next steps, exciting things in the works to look for. Where can people check out what you're doing? Uh, of course, go to YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, Instagram. We got the Connor Moore Show on Golf Pass, which is all in front of the paywall, so it's all free to watch. Um, so there's that. And then some Formula One stuff coming up. And then hopefully I get Greg Norman and I give you people some great golf content. <laughs> Where we are. We're definitely looking forward to that, Connor. 
That's going to be funny. All right. You're funny. This is awesome. You're a good guy. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, hey, I would love to play some golf. I hope I'll be back in Ireland. Well, I'll be back in Ireland next fall. Notre Dame's playing over there. We're going to go check it out and play some golf. So we should tee it up. Oh, yeah. I, I was I was just about to say that. Or I'll be in the States. Or you'll be in away. the States. So definitely. I would love to play some golf. I want to be yeah. on this Breaking 79 show. I've got a couple. I wrote a whole book about trying to get good at golf. So I could... Um, and you'll notice that now I'm doing a podcast, but uh, not, but I have. What's, what's the book called? It was called Paper Tiger, where I tried to play pro golf. Check it out. Oh, is it? I'm going to check that yeah. out. Yeah. I, I, I like, enjoyed the last Like one. you. Like, I, this was the one before, of course, called Ireland. So I moved to Florida and got a coach and a, a trainer and a shrink and all that and then a sponsor and played golf 500 days in a row to try and uh, <clears throat> play at the next level. I was able to break 79. Um, but I was not <laughs> able, uh, I don't want to give away the ending of the book. Um, but you might notice that I'm not currently playing, uh, over in the Dunhill. Uh, <laughs> you must get some sweet poem invites though. You should be over at the Dunhill. What's up with that? Yeah, I, I literally was just listening to a podcast before we came, came on of lads talking about how tough it is to get an invite to the Dunhill. Um, <clears throat> yeah, some of them are be. pretty, pretty tough. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it's something that like, and I do get some nice pro-am invites. I love playing in the Irish Open pro-am. Like I remember playing in La Hinch. It was probably the best week of my life. Oh, like yeah. just the whole that week was incredible. Cool. Um, but yeah, so I just want to get better at golf because I've kind of like really fallen in love with golf, especially in the last year, like since COVID. Um, like I say, I done all this because I was a fan of like all sports. Like I would sit down and watch all of them. <laughs> but for me, like golf is just like, I don't know, not to like get like, I think this is one of the things in the golf channel, but uh, golf connects in a sense, you know what I mean? Like whether it's nature, people, everything, like it just, it, it does a lot for you. It takes a lot of boxes um, and like the more I get involved in it or the more immersed I am in it, the more I kind of love it. And I'm like, I want to be really good at it. And I want to like, like play the best courses, but like, really play them really like I can go and play a course and just be like oh great and it's like how was it great we great pints afterwards whatever but I want to go and just you know the better you get at golf the more you understand it the more you understand how courses are laid out and things like that like and mm -hmm. there's just so much more to golf than just watching it on television it's got its teeth into you man you know like you're good enough now where you're starting to it's opening up like golf does that right like first it's like oh the first time you hit one you get one in the air. You're like, that was a miracle. I am, you know, I'm amazing. Look what I did. I want to do that again and again and again. And then there's sort of a plateau of like, man, I'm sick of sucking at golf. And then, but then there's that point where you kind of get good enough where you, you see a path forward to where, and sometimes it's a lesson. It's somebody telling you, you know, stop swaying and, or whatever. And now, yeah. and now you're actually, and then you're like, wait, I see a path to 79. Then I see a path to 70. And it's, uh, yeah, man, it's a good game for that. It'll keep you, yeah, game as we say, game for a lifetime. Well, that's it. Like, you know, and you can play, like, I play every Sunday. I'm playing this Sunday. Like, my dad is 59 this Sunday. We play golf more, like, a lot of Sundays, not maybe every second Sunday. But, um, you know, we could be doing that for another 20 years. You know, what other game can you do that? Like, yeah. and you're not just playing golf. You're out there, you're chatting, you're talking. It's, like, four hours. I just, yeah, it's, I don't know. I've, I've really, yeah. Uh, I've really bought into the whole, I don't know, the life of golf, you know, where, yeah, to me, it's not just watching the sport anymore. It's not just 
you know, what's happening in live and PGA Tour. Uh, and on top of that, then, Ireland has some of the best golf courses in the world. Mm-hmm. And with the kind of access I have nowadays, it's like most courses, like if I, if you want to play them, I can phone somebody up and try and get on them. Some of the top courses, like I brought all my buddies to play Sawgrass, things like that. Like it's just, you know. Did I'm, you have I'm to really use excited. a voice yeah. to get them on? Yeah, pretty much. You got to like, sometimes you got to sing for your dinner. <laughs> no, you could call up and be like, hey, it's, you know, it's DJ. I want to, I want to. I want to see the golf course or whatever. Um, and bang, you're hey, in. Hey, is this um, is this Sawgrass, man? Yeah, can I play? Yeah, yeah. We just landed in London this morning, so we'd love to get out, man. <laughs> Does your dad laugh? Do you make him laugh? Uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of weird. Like my family, like you know, your family see it so much. Like, um, yeah. It was a nice surprise for them when I did the 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 live show last week i was kind of conscious of <clears throat> all my friends all my family they've seen it all before and the show was such a surprise to them because i did some stuff that they'd never ever seen before so i told nobody about uh. it because i wanted it to be fresh for everybody um and that was the first time in years i would have seen them kind of been like whoa that was you know while and they said it after as well they were like we were just kind of expecting you know the usual stuff you know good for you man that's got to feel awesome Oh yeah, yeah. Do like doing live shows. There's just there's a lot of pressure to it in a sense, like and build up to it, and a lot of work. <clears throat> but when it comes off, there's nothing like it. Well, Connor, your class, and we love what you do. We appreciate what you do, and yeah, you know, at the Golfers Journal, we're like you, man. We're we're into the golf. We're into the golf life, and you make it more interesting. So, thank you, Tom. Like yourself, thanks a million. Absolutely honored to come on. Uh, and best luck with everything you guys are doing. Uh, I love it, man. Cheers.